Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following is a bonus episode where Judy Brown shares her testimony. We hope and pray this will be a blessing in your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. The Word says, and I don't have my glasses, so if I misquote it, please forgive me. Romans 8, 28, we've heard it a zillion times. All things work together for good. For those who love him are called according to his promises. We have so many promises in this word. About a year ago, I I have to back up a bit. Every once in a while, the thought would pop in my head, it's time to get back into battle. I try to make a habit not to argue with the Lord, but you know, I think, well, God, I'm doing this and this and this and this, and and still I'd hear, it's time to get back into the battle. Well, when you're plopped in the middle of the battlefield, you got two choices. You can stand up and fight, or you can lose. And I'm not a big proponent of losing, especially when this word says we're on the winning side. Amen? So I'll share with you the body pretty much of those couple posts that Pastor Keller was talking about. You know, my mother passed of ovarian cancer. It wasn't pretty, but God had the victory still because through that process, I had been praying for them for 14 years and through that process, I saw my mother, my father, my grandparents, one of my sisters and my oldest son baptized in the name of Jesus in that tank. No, her situation wasn't good, but it worked together for good. So, um, starting in July, I had some pain. I went to the doctor and they thought, oh, it's this or that, and we had some more tests, and nope, it's not that. And I, silly me, I, my mom passed a couple, a month after she turned 60. So when I hit that goal, I thought, home free. <laughs> but in July, I uh, had an exploratory surgery and it came back as stage three ovarian cancer. It wasn't very long. Somebody said to me, well, I told somebody about your cancer. And I said, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Right there. It's not mine. It's not mine. I didn't invite it. I didn't. I, I'm not going to claim it. This is my body. It's not. That cancer is not mine. And I posted it. The analogy was like, it's like those cancer cells invaded like rats would invade a house. You don't know exactly where they got in. You don't know how long they've been there. You don't know why or, or when. But there they are, multiplying and tearing up stuff in a house where they have no right to be. And I posted, this is my house. The cancer is not mine. And there's lots of things that are mine. I am so thankful that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen. I am so thankful that God has given me a wonderful husband, wonderful children, a wonderful family, and wonderful church family and friends, and more blessings than I can count. Those things are mine. The cancer is not mine. So um, I also posted 
something about my hair. I posted, made a couple posts about my hair. But so I've been through my first chemo, and uh, the doctor said he took looked at my hair and the bun. He, the first thing he said to me was, "You're going to lose your hair." So every time I went past a mirror, he said, and oh, I asked him when. He said, oh, it varies, maybe 10, 14 days. And I said, okay. So I was walking past the mirror, and every time I'd go past, the thought would pop in my head, still got my hair, you know, every time. So I don't know if any of you have ever read Louis L'Amour books. They're Westerns, and he, he bases them on historical research. But anyway, in those books, when you've still got your hair, it means you haven't had a bad encounter with somebody who's on the war path. So I was like, still got my hair I'm good but I've been in hats and I, I, I shared there as Pastor Keller knows I've I've uh, I've lost my hair before <laughs> I was in a car crash in, in 1994 on my way to work made a bad bad area in judgment on whether or not to pass a semi when you're driving to Geo Metro uh, it wasn't a good look uh, I ended up rolling the car four times but it came to rest on all four tires in the middle of the ground in the middle of the road um, looking back, I, I, it was the car was crumpled up like a little piece of foil. Um, it's a miracle that I wasn't killed or I still have my, my arm. But what did happen was at one point during one of those rolls, the top of my head must have come in contact with the pavement because it separated my scalp from my skull. So I had surgery and seemed to be successful. But about a month afterwards, I was literally on a business trip and things started to go south and things started to fall out. Um, and I ended up with this really distinctive friar tuck hairdo with everything was bald on the top, but also there was a patch of uh, skin about like this that was gone and it wouldn't heal, it couldn't heal. You never appreciate your skin unless you've got a patch where you don't have some. And um, so we tried different things and it wouldn't heal, but I wore hats to cover that up. You know, that, that bald spot in that area wasn't too great to look at. And um, it occurred to me, you know, as I go to work, wearing my hats, people probably thought, you know, I just got eccentric or more eccentric. And um, it was covering a wound that could not heal on its own. And it, God impressed me many times. There's a whole lot of people going around their daily lives covering up a wound that cannot heal on its own. So um, I, I was in hats for a year, and um, there was some advantages. I got to tell you, there's always a sense, there's always something funny in any situation. I had a hat that was pretty flat brimmed, and I kind of wore it low. And I was driving, uh, we placed the Geo Metro with a Ford Taurus, happened to be gray. Well, back in those days, state patrols grew, were driving gray Crown Victorias. So I would be traveling down the road, people were like, over, over, over. I'm thinking, what is wrong with them? But I was okay, I didn't have any trouble going through traffic. And the one time I was going past this guy, had my little flat-brimmed hat, and I looked over and he went, I thought, he thinks I'm a state patrol. I'm telling you, I never had any trouble getting through traffic while I wore that hat in that car. So there's always, there's always a benefit to things. But anyway, a couple surgeries later, um, God allowed it to heal. I still got some scars up there. And I still have a little bit of hair. Uh, won't keep me from getting sunburned. So I'll be wearing this for a while. But when all that hair is gone, 
which incidentally I made another post and I explained why I have my hair because I dedicate it to God. I told him I would never understand that passage in 1 Corinthians 11 where it talks about women having, not cutting the hair because of the angels. I, I'm honest, Pastor, that makes no sense to me. I don't know why God would choose that. I don't know why. It, it will never make sense to me. But one day I told God that I will dedicate this hair to you. And I won't cut it anymore. So while it's here, it'll be here. It'll be tucked up under. But And when it's gone, and I can see those scars from that car wreck again, I will still remember God is a miracle-working God. He's a promise-keeping God. Thank you, Jesus. So now I'm in a battle for possession of this house, his house, the one he gave me. So I'm I'm to take care of it. So I'll do what I need to do. But I know no matter that the doctor I have is top notch at the James. I've heard all kinds of good things, but it's not up to him. It's not up to their great knowledge of medicine and their skill. It's all up to the Lord. And Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And I'm telling you, that's where I am. I'm in a win-win situation, folks. If he chooses to heal me, I get to stay with y'all. If he chooses to take me, I get the glory a little faster. Because that's what this book says. But I'm hoping that anything I go through that it will help somebody or encourage somebody because if I go through this for nothing, there's no point. So I just thank you. I thank you for everything. I, people have been so wonderful. I've gotten cards that I read and reread. I've gotten sent gifts and food. And eat. yesterday, the Ratliffs and, and Tina came out and picked my green beans. Now that's love, folks. If you've ever picked green beans, you know, that's love. And I, I just, like I said, I, I couldn't stand here and tell you how many blessings I have. And I just thank the Lord. I believe he's going to, I honestly believe he's going to heal me. I, I don't know when it will be or at what stage. Uh, like I said in the post, I, I don't know how long this battle will be or how ugly it might get. But I know my Redeemer liveth. So thank you, Pastor, for letting me testify. Thank you, church, for your prayers, your gifts, your food, your help, everything. It's just been amazing. And, and one day I'll be testifying to what more God has done for me. And I thank the Lord. Amen. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.